0: Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare slash weight loss. Baby, hey, I am baby, I am baby, I am baby, I am
1: baby, I am how's it going? Welcome to season one, episode one of the Brown Baby Podcast. My name is Nick Shukla, and I'm an author and I'm a parent. And this is a parenting podcast. This is a podcast that asks big questions. How do we raise our kids with joy and wonder in uncertain and let's face it, increasingly bleak times. This is the question that I'm going to keep coming back to uh, weekly in this podcast. Uh, I'm a dad of two and I've just written a memoir called Brown Baby a memoir of race, family and home. It comes out on the 3rd of February, 2021. And it is a memoir about grief. It's a memoir about parenthood. It's a memoir about asking difficult questions of the world, of having difficult questions with my kids about racism and sexism and grief and climate change and all of the other scary things. And I I realised in writing the book that actually I was very ill-prepared to answer any of these questions you know that the original title for the book was actually dad knows nothing but then we changed it and so each week I'll be inviting on a different parent to talk about raising kids um, they'll be mostly the parents of brown babies um, and they will be writers and musicians and chefs and comedians and actors and more and they'll be talking about their parenting journeys and the highs and lows they have experienced along the way what I really want this podcast to do is be a really poignant look at parenting and it will spark honest, self-effacing conversations about how we tell our kids about the world. I want to ask my my guests about their parenting fails and the best and worst advice they've ever had. And I just hope that this will be like a nice, comforting, uplifting listen and not uh, because... When I was, uh, you know, in the early days of having parents, you'd kind of at two in the morning find yourself in Google holes and those Google holes were always terrifying and I just want this to be the antidote to the 2am Google hole. I want this to be a podcast where people admit to not being perfect parents and you know also admit to thinking about these big issues that i wrestle with all the time here's the thing that's happened recently just before i bring on our our first guest i'm just going to tell you a little bit about a thing that's happened my daughter came home from school the other day and told me that someone in her class had said the f word and then she asked me what the f word was And then told me that everyone else in the class knew what the F word was except her. And two things happened in my brain. The first thing that happened was me going, Oh God, I don't want you to be the innocent who knows nothing while everyone else knows all of the horrors of the world but at the same time i really want her to be the innocent who knows nothing it was so confusing and so the only way i could deal with it was to basically say there are there are words there are bad words that mummy and daddy don't like and uh the f word is one of them and you don't need to know what it is you just need to know that it's not a word that we like said and she was still like how can i know not to say it if i don't know what it is and that stumped me a little bit i mean i kept talking about the power of words and and all the rest of it but I, and i managed to style out the fact that we didn't actually tell her that the word is fuck and I really fucking love the word fuck. Yes, this is going to be a swearing podcast, guys. And you know, if she you know, when she's older and she if she decides to engage with my work, she will find a lot of f-bombs <laughs> littered across a lot of my fiction. Um so yeah, that was an interesting thing that happened this week. So yeah, episode 1, uh season 1, episode 1. So I this is a really special conversation coming up. It is with The singer, Jay Sean. Jay Sean is a guy who, you know, our lives have been so uh, intertwined for a very long time, but we've never actually properly met. I mean, we don't talk about it in the podcast, but I drunkenly met him in the mid '90s when he had just come out and I was a very serious political rapper and I was really drunk and I made fun of him and he ignored me, as one should when faced with the drunken criticisms of a failed rapper. Jay and I have been connecting over a super secret project, which I'm really excited about. We don't talk much about it because, you know, it's still very early days in development. Um But over the course of working on this project with him, I've really got to know what a, what a great guy he is and what a humble, sweet dude. You know, he is famous for dat the songs down and ride it and eyes on you in 2012 and you know he is he is an international pop sensation he is one of like the most famous south asians in the world outside of the uk and he is uh, also like yet another loss to the uk of a south asian person in the creative arts who realized that this country was going to do nothing for them and so they bounced Uh, we had a really great chat about being dads and uh about being fun dads and about finding purpose in family and it's a really great track i'm uh i'm not gonna tee it up anymore you're just gonna go and listen to it um and then i will come back at the end to tell you some exciting things uh, that are coming up over the course of season one of brown baby podcast but first episode one jay sean let's go yeah i'm recording and thank you so much for doing this man it's really, 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 kind of you.
2: No, man. Of course. I, honestly, talking about kids and being a dad is actually what I love doing. But I don't believe it or not, I don't get to talk about it much because it's always about the song and eh, so what are you up to next? And I'm like, well, yeah, all right, it's that one again. You're not really talking about what I'm else is going on in my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's the majority of it, you know.
1: Yeah, especially during lockdown, where like I, I don't know about you, but. You know, if I travel a lot for my work, you probably travel even more than me. But like mm. one of the weird joys of lockdown for me has been the mundanity of being with my kids every single day, and then rather yeah, than hearing absolutely. about all of that stuff like o- over text or WhatsApp and stuff, oh, just actually mate. experiencing it has been wicked.
2: Absolutely, I was with my wife's uh, in in like you know the the family, extended family, uh, a couple of days ago. And they were all saying, oh man, Jay, it must be really crazy for you. You know, oh, nearly the whole year you didn't travel. And they're all looking at me with that, you know, the head tilt, like the, oh. <laughs> you know, the, the 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 sympathetic. And I'm like, no, 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 you don't need to do that. I'm actually, I've had the best time with my family. Like I, majority of the time I'm pining to come home. You know, I'm out, I'm, ex- I'm, I'm, I'm appreciative of the shows, but I miss my kids. Yeah. I miss them. I see. I don't see them as much as as some dads do. So for me, I'm like, mate, I've loved it all this
1: time with my my family. You know, I re I re- remember once I went away. Like my my second kid was like four months old, and I went away to Spain to do uh, a thing, and my wife was like, "Look, if you got to go away, that's fine. Just, mm. You know, just, but just don't like spend the whole time wishing you were at home." And. <laughs> yeah. And I was like in my hotel room watching a pirated copy of Wonder Woman for the second time, texting my wife, like, what are they doing now? What are they doing now? And she was like, you're literally away in a city where a bunch of your writer friends are. Why aren't you at the pub getting getting drunk with them? Just go and enjoy yourself. Like, it's, you're making it worse for both of us that you're just yeah. moping in a hotel room.
2: Yeah. What What is the saddest part of that story is that it was a Wonder Woman and it yeah. was pirated. And twice. That was the that was actually the saddest part. Of the whole thing. <laughs> but yeah, man, I I feel you, man. I get you. The one thing I do though, when I'm when I am abroad, I I mate, I live it up, and I don't, you know, I do because you don't get those moments back. Yeah those moments when you're with your boys, your best friends, and you're in Tunisia, or you're in Singapore, or you're somewhere and you're like, we have one night and one night only. What are we going to do? Mope around in our hotel rooms? Or are we going to explore the city? Let's have fun. Let's enjoy this. So I do do that. And then honestly, mate, it does make it sweeter when you come home, because you know that you fully enjoyed that. And now you want to fully enjoy what's at home instead of half assed I don't like to do anything half assed You know, if I'm going to do something, mate, let's go all in. Otherwise, it's like one of those where you're like, yeah, I missed you. And then you get home, but you're not really spending quality time with them because, you know what I'm saying? So,
1: yeah, and it's like it's like worse if like when I was in L.A. And there's what, like a nine hour time difference. So like they're having a whole different time of their day. I'm waking up going, oh, I want to catch up with my kids. And my wife's literally like. It's the end of the day. I just want to get these fuckers in bed. Like, yeah. Yeah. We're not in bed on, already sometimes. Yeah. 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 We're not getting on video chat. Cause then you just hype them up and then I have to deal with it. And then <laughs> you're going to go about your day. And I'm like, yeah, but I miss my kids. And she's like, yeah, fine. But you know, just have fun for God's sake. Like is is, you're making me miserable that you're not having fun. Because, you know, sometimes I think
2: we don't realize how good we've got it. We, we we look at other people. That's just human nature, though, isn't it? We look at other people's lives and we see the the single guys and they're doing this. You know, oh, you've got no one to report to. And we look at it like reporting to. But really, what are we doing? Hi, I'm not dead, wife. I'm home. I got home safely. Just <laughs> thought I'd let you know. But we look at that as, oh, got to report to the missus. But really, it's because they care, and then you have got your other mates going, "Fuck! I wish I had someone who cared if I got home safely."
1: Yeah, exactly. They're, just, they're they're the ones who are like swiping right, swiping right. Oh, I didn't like I didn't like this the the way this person framed their photo, and you're like. And that's why you swipe. <laughs> I don't. I, the yeah. Thing is, I don't even know which way which way you swipe because I've, I've no, been yeah. on those. So did, did, no did you? Way. Was like having kids always like a thing for you? Did you think, yeah, I'm gonna be a dad someday, or were you like, I'm just gonna be the eternal Peter Pan, having fun, and we'll just see what happens? Because like for me, I just there was not no part of me that was like yeah, I definitely want to have a child. And then like my wife and I got drunk at Christmas and then, you know, like nice, it happens and you just like, well, this is what we're doing now. You know,
2: that is amazing. I love that one day your kids are just going to be like, oh, so that's how I was born. Thanks. Dad. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't have put that as the first line in this <laughs> <Yeah>. new book.
2: <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Um, Congrats, by the way, on that. Yeah. That's amazing.
1: Yeah, thank you, man. Yeah. it's yeah. happy for you, man.
2: You know what, bro? With me, Nikesh, I always loved, I loved kids. I was always that uncle or that older cousin in the family who all the kids would You know, they would have. I'd have a laugh with them because I have a very playful nature. I'm very immature, actually, as well in my in my sense of humor, especially. And I love to have. I don't know. You know what I love about kids, bro. I'll be real with you. They're just honest fuckers. Up until a certain age,
1: yeah,
2: they don't know how to lie. So I knew that if you're with, you know, you when I was, I'll give you a, a brilliant anecdote. I've never really told anybody this, but when I was young, I was a really fat kid, and um. I was about 14 and it was summer and my dad, he's like a really, 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 really good cricket player. Okay. Well, at least he used to be, he's getting a bit old now, so he can't really, you know, but, but he was really about his cricket. He used to play for, uh, he was almost playing County Middlesex. I think, you know, yeah. So he was really into it every summer. uh, We'd have these cricket matches and it would be my dad and some of his best Uh, friends like who were really really good cricketers and then he'd chuck me or my brother in for fielders and this that and the other but it was always really my slimmer more athletic brother that would get chosen to be on the field (laughs) with with my dad and I was like dad never really asks me to be on the crew why doesn't he ask me to play for the crew and 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 I wasn't like a sad my dad wasn't being mean my there was just it was competitive so then one day I am actually playing but I'm fucking right by the boundary. And there's this kid sort of with his parents sitting there having a little picnic right by the boundary. And i am it dawned on me, I go, I know why dad, it's cause I'm fat, innit? it? Dad thinks I can't run around. That's why I'm never playing for dad. So I turn around to this kid and I go, hey, kiddo, he goes, yeah. I go, let me ask you a question. He goes, what? I go, am I fat? And he goes, and he comes up to me, points me in this, pokes me in the stomach and he goes, you're very fat. And I just thought to myself, there you go. He couldn't lie. He just fucking said it as it was. And I went, yeah. If I'd asked anybody else they would have gone, no, no, that's not why, but they're so fucking honest. And I think from that day, I've always had this kind of um, take on the beautiful innocence of children. And if you hang around them and you're with them, you are for a moment away from the bullshit of real life Where people are expert liars Where people will, you know, sugarcoat stuff for you Where people don't want to be honest They don't want to hurt your feelings So they're lying Kids are just like, you know where you
1: stand with them And I love that What, what I love about that is I like, obviously haven't been Like working with you on a thing that we won't talk about on this podcast But, um, and like having met met your best friend What I really love about Woody is like he he pumps you in the same way that kids do it's always very honest he'll never like gas you up like uh in, in a way that you know people like yes men will be like yeah jay yeah. you, you definitely look the same as you did when you were 22 he's like
2: right right, you right definitely
1: look older but it's more distinguished it's more <laughs> yeah. distinguished and that's what you want to be in your life and and i really love that he has that childlike quality that you that you describe with kids because my kids yeah Fucking brutal with me, like I'll be walking around the house going, oh, "What if this happened?" and then this happens, and then you know this happens. And my daughter's like, uh, "It sounds quite boring. Like, could yeah. there just be a unicorn in it." And I'm so like, "So true. Maybe I should just put unicorns and everything." I'm like, "My daughter'd be happy all of the time." Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, mate.
2: They're the best critics. They are right. Like just like you said. And also, when it comes to to, to writing my songs, what's really interesting is I've realised, okay. A classic example, uh, repetition, okay? Always seems to work. Keep it simple, stupid, people say, right? Kiss, keep it simple, stupid. So everyone can sing along. No surprise why down became a fucking smash. It's any, even a two-year-old can sing it. In fact, it's probably most popular among two-year-olds and and they (laughs) know, it really is. And they know all those, the words because it's simple as shit and it's catchy. You try to get too clever sometimes as a songwriter and it goes over people's heads. And I notice the songs that Ava, my daughter is six years old, she's gonna be seven in two weeks, so basically seven. I notice when I play new songs around the house, which ones she has remembered and which ones she is then singing around the house. And I'm like, fuck, okay. I didn't think that would be the one, but that's the most catchy one. So then I'll say, why do you like that one? She's like, huh? I go, "Why do you, why do you remember that one? Do you know what it's called? I don't know. It's easy. I I remember it. I just I like I like the melody. I like it. And that's it. And 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 it's actually a really good barometer.
1: And you're walking around going, Oh yeah, with like I can conjure this metaphorical imagery with like rain and like souls and hearts. And she's like, down, 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 (laughs) down, down. I get it. I get that.
2: (laughs) It's true. It's so true. And and we like I said, you know, I'm not saying you write songs. For kids, but there is something to be said about the way that their brain processes shit and yeah. what they retain. And you know that is probably how most people see. We're people of the arts. We are study this shit deeply. We're hypercritical over ourselves and of each other. But the layman is not like us. The layman is going. That's easy. I get it. I like that. Mm. Same with food. All these culinary experts will be, a dash of saffron and a bit of this. And people are going, oh, fuck, it's lovely, isn't it? It's nice and spicy. What's in that? That's it. Yeah. The, the general public aren't as fancy as us when it comes to this shit. And I think kids are like the general public in that sense.
1: <laughs> so, like, I imagine you were, like, the fun uncle who'd hype all, hype all your cousins' kids up and then hand them back, like... <laughs> You'd you'd give them their sugar high type of thing, and then you'd be like, right, they're gonna crash now, and you guys take them away from me.
2: Standard. It's so funny. I was watching something yesterday, and they said, "Oh, grandkids are the best because you get to play with them and then give them back." And right, and that's what grandparents do. They the fuck, you know this. They, they're the worst. Every single thing that we try to discipline I mean, they're the best, but they're the worst for parents because everything that we try to discipline, they'll go and fuck it all up. Like, shh, don't tell your mom and dad. Okay, don't do it, don't already eat the chocolate. It's fine. And we're like, dad, no, we mean. I've just told them that this, and then they're gonna go and spoil it afterwards. Yeah. Cause what do they want to do? They don't want to be mean and 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 like strict. Yeah. They want to spoil them and
1: love M- them. Meanwhile, when you were a kid, they were like, no, no, you can't have ice cream ever. Whereas <laughs> like slip it slip in coat like massive coats of ice cream to your kids behind your back and stuff
2: exactly but i remember that about my grandparents you know it was so my dad my grandpa my bubba. he used my granddad um my dad's side he used to pick us up from school and every day without fail he would take us to the corner shop right by school and he'd buy us a lion bar a coke can and some hula hoops and it was a ritual. I mean, that's how I got fat, obviously. But that was the ritual. And it was Grandad who would spoil us out of his own pension money. He's buying his. Bias. But if it was my mum and dad, they wouldn't do that. What would they do? Shut up! You're going home. You're going to eat dinner when you get home.
1: Yeah, well, you know. Yeah. Well, we need to train you up to get on the cricket field because your brother is really embarrassing you. <laughs> there. I would exactly. keep having to put you at long gully, the, like the, the <laughs> position where the ball never comes to. Never it's true yeah that's funny man like I guess the the thing the thing that I'm always interested in like when people have kids is just how your life changes because like for me I'm constantly thinking about what my life was like five years ago six years ago and how different that was to now and and part of me wonders whether if I was if I hadn't had kids if like I hadn't my life hadn't changed and if I hadn't kind of embraced responsibility and all that shit whether I would still just be the sad old geezer in the bar, like, you know, staying there until way past closing time in that same way that you can always tell, like, you know, the bar flies remain the same, like the barflies get older, but like the new clientele always gets younger and younger. And like yeah. at some point you're just the creepy old man propping up the bar. No one wants to yeah. be that. Do you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. And nobody wants to be that guy who's not, Uh, Like exactly what you said, right? Like that old guy who's still in the club trying to get the young girls because you've got no, it's, 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 it's sad. You know, it's sad. Look, you know, there's growing old gracefully is a thing. And, you know, the entertainment industry and especially Hollywood makes it really difficult because you look at some of these people and you're like, mate, no, (laughs) stop it. Stop it, man. Just do your kids know what you do? Yeah. It's a really, well, actually, what's funny is, They both do now Ari's two and a half And I'm shocked that he picked it up so early He knows Yesterday I put on a song So Ava likes Indian music right And so um, Ava of course knows every She knows I'm a singer She knows my name She knows I'm famous She knows all of that stuff She gets it all Doesn't give a shit Um, In fact the funny thing is She really makes a point of Not wanting to listen to my songs I think she now thinks it's (laughs) funny She knows it's funny that Dad's a singer, but I'm going to make a point to go, Dad, no, not your stuff. I told you I don't want to listen to it because she said it once and I cracked up because I thought it was brilliant and so ironic. And so she keeps doing that now. So yesterday she's like, Daddy, can I put some new music on? I went, cool. So I put one of my songs on where I sing in Hindi and she heard it. She's never heard it before, by the way. Never. I actually never played this one. Put it on. I'm singing in Hindi and she knows my voice so well that she's like, daddy no i said i was like it's indian music bruv you asked for indian music she goes it's you i went all right so what's wrong with that and then in the back ari goes Dada. and i was like how does he know my voice already you know <laughs> it's really amazing they're very smart so yes he get they both know what i do um there's a wonderful anecdote of when ava first found out um that i'm famous um and fame is a weird thing isn't it to try to like what what is that to a kid how do you explain that how do they even wrap their head around what that notion is so um she's about three and a bit and we've gone for ice cream and um there's this place by a school by where we live and it was around about that time kids coming out got a little bit crazy I'm taking some pictures and, you know, it's a little bit difficult because I'm just there with my daughter. So it's kind of same same time. I'm not an asshole. So I'm like, oh, okay. I was like, no worries. And so I was like, hey, baby, stay right here. Right next to me. Hold daddy's hand. okay? take a few pictures. Then she's got her ice cream. She's casually eating it. And she goes, daddy. I went, yeah, she goes, why do people always want to take a photo with you? I was like, you know what? I'm glad you asked. In fact, I was waiting for this. (laughs) So I go, hmm, hadn't prepared an answer. And I go, all right. Let me see. You like Elmo, right? And she goes, yes. I go, what would you do if Elmo walked in this door right now? You would go, oh, my God, Dad, it's Elmo from Sesame Street. She goes, yeah. I go, then you want to tell Mommy, right? She goes, yeah. I go, so if we took a photo, you could show Mommy and go, I met Elmo, right? She's like, yeah, that would be so cool. I went, that's kind of what it is for these kids. They see me on TV. Now they see me in real life. They want a picture to show their friends because, you know, Daddy's famous, like Elmo's famous. And then and she stops licking, she stops licking her ice cream. And she goes, um, you're famous. I went,
1: uh, yeah, kind of. She goes, awkward. Because <laughs> in her head, she's going, there is no way my dad is more famous than Elba. <laughs> <laughs> I should have actually said that at the end,
2: not quite as famous as Elmo, but kind of in that spectrum of, but um, it was so funny. And the funniest part was she had already grasped what famous meant because she said, hold up, you're famous. So what they understand they, we, we, you know, sometimes they grab this concept before we even think they're smart enough to know it. You know, it's really amazing.
1: Yeah. my I mean, I'm lucky because I'm a writer. No one knows what I look like. And also writers aren't that famous but there Mm. was this one time where I was in a bookshop and you know the, the person spotted me and they said, Oh, can you sign some books? And so and my, my daughter came over, she'd been looking at some kit books and she came she came over and she was like, Dad, you're not allowed to write in those books. <laughs> and I was and I was like, Shh, don't tell anyone. And I oh, and that's... I handed and I handed them to the guy and the guy just went and he was like playing along. He was like, You've written in these books, do And my daughter was like, I'm really, really she really freaked out. It was really Oh, funny. that's adorable. but i felt really bad for her because obviously like you know as you were saying you know like (laughs) they they always tell the truth but like i always have to because my family i grew up we just rinsed each other all the time like me and my sister just constant and i have to be really careful to not do that with my kids because they haven't quite got sarcasm yet so (laughs) my daughter is like how are you today? I'm like, oh yeah, fucking great, or you know, whatever. Like sarcastic, sarcastic answer I might give her. I have to be really careful to just go, no, actually, I, I am fine. I, I know that the tone of my voice might have implied that I'm not fine, but actually, I am fine. Like,
2: <laughs> You're doing the American, the American. I'm
1: great. How are you?
2: Yeah, I know. Yeah. I. It's funny you say that because I, I started. I just was myself the whole way as Ava grew up so Ava actually has grasped a, a very 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 strong hold of British sarcasm and humor from a very early age. Amazing. So for example, she yes, yeah, so she knows me and her click on the same sense of humor like all the time. Tara, my wife, zero sense of humor. So bad so bad she does not get any jokes or anything it's so the good thing is at least i have my kids to have jokes with because you know you need that you need that and also it kind of keeps you sharp right otherwise so it's yeah. like so anyway so me and ava will crack joke and ava will come up to me and she'll think of something and she'll be like dad i just thought of this joke and she says something or she says this scenario i'm like oh sick good one and then she goes yeah i'm gonna go and see i'm gonna check it out mommy so she goes over to mommy she says the same thing she comes back she goes dad I go, yeah, she goes, once again, mommy just didn't get it. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like so awesome that we have that click, right? And it's, I love that about, I mean, I have so much jokes with her. If you've seen my Instagram page, you'll see she's a little character, you know? And um, I think that's beautiful, man, to have that fan. I've
1: seen her dancing, like doing sarcastic Bhangra dancing. There you go. go. Yeah. Over the top Bhangra. Exactly. She gets it. I could see in her face; she was like, "This guy thinks he's more famous than Elmo." Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna show him.
2: <laughs> well, see, that's what I mean, right? It's like she she knows how to play that, and it's learned behavior as well, right? And 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 it is a weird thing, sense of human, because I do like I'm. I kind of think about sometimes, like, is it a gene? Because yeah, it's like you know, is it learned? Some people just don't have it. Like my wife doesn't have it. Her mom does not have it, um, and yet, whereas you know, being around it, you get. Sharper and Ava sort of just sort of picked that up. And I've always laughed and I'll be like, I really don't want a dry kid. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. that would be you know what I mean? Like it would be so shit if your kids are dry and you won't have jokes with them, and they're just like, What? No, yeah,
1: my my eldest kid, veers between really, really like will hold you to the wall and rinse you and really earnest. And you can never you can never quite tell which one she's gonna be. So, like some days you you know, like. You'll, you'll do that thing where she says something, you then tag on a joke. She then tags on a joke and then you tag yeah. on a joke and then she's crying. And you're like, once <laughs> again, I've taken this too far. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. She's a kid in a She's a kid. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. I
1: know. Don't yeah. call her wanker yet. <laughs> she doesn't realize that depending on your tone, wanker is either a term of endearment <laughs> or an insult. <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> no, it's lovely, man. I do love that. Um, I love that about the kids. I I I've got to say that's one of my favorite things is having fun and having a laugh with my kids. It sounds so simple and so cliche, but isn't that you know we have this word in 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 Punjabi called Ronak, and Ronak basically is describes the life energy that that is, exists when certain people are in the room. Yeah, and yeah. kids kids are that. You know what do we do when they're making to us? Oh fucking! You know, I go to bed, bro. Please go to bed. Then they go to bed, and you're like, "Fuck me, it's quiet as shit." Oh, I kind of wish they were awake now. I could play with them, have some jokes, right?
1: Yeah, I when they're when they're in the room, I'm like, I cannot wait. That sound of that that can opening for the first, like yeah. the second they go to bed when he goes, it's the, it's the, it's the, you know, like that scene of goodwill Hunting, where Ben Affleck's like, my favorite second part of the year is the five se- days, the five seconds I um, between my walk to the car in your front door. Yeah, that, yeah. That yeah. sound is my favorite sound of the day. But at the same time, when they're asleep, I'm a bit like, I do like cuddling. I do like cuddling.
0: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort
1: Kids. yeah and yeah the, and, and that's the thing like man like i'm really glad i'm talking to you about all this stuff because i think one of the things you know because we're sort of similar similar background similar age one of mm. the things that my family did not appreciate when we were growing up was men being soft and vulnerable and yet the men in my family were if you push them the most, the softest and the most vulnerable people in our Mm -hmm. family. And I really love being able to have these conversations about having kids because I I feel like much as like my kids give me joke and they give me life and all the rest of it. Nothing makes you feel more vulnerable than those kids. Do you know what I mean?
2: I was going to say they give you, uh, they give you your, fully define your purpose. They fully to me have defined what my purpose is from this point on. Because up until now I lived for me. The money I made was for me. Buy some fucking sitcoms in it, bro. Buy a nice car in it, buy a little yard and that Everything's for you The music I made It's about me, man Gotta let people understand me, bro They need to know me and what I feel It's all about me and my take on music Now I'm like, bro, fucking I'll just write a hit, bruv I don't give a shit It's like, give me it Let me write it down Make a hit Make money for the kids You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever it is It's not about me anymore I mean, I'm not saying I'm just gonna fucking write any old shit But what I'm what, what I'm saying is, you get less precious about yourself and yeah. you're not as selfish. You start thinking about the future and you start thinking about your kids. So you know, I remember even when I was with um, Cash Money and I was having, a, I had at that time Ava was sort of like a year or two, two years old and I had a very different perspective on my future. This ain't right anymore where I am. This label and this setup for me is not conducive to my future now that I have children because I need to make sure that every decision I make from now on is for their betterment. So therefore I had a very grown-up civilized conversation with Birdman and said look man I'm talking to you as a dad now brother. Like I have to go and do my thing. You know what I'm saying? You have to, and, and as and I think it was that level of being able to meet each other as just men, as dads and be like, yo, we got to do this for our kids now. It ain't about me, bro. You know? And, and I think that really was that moment where I realized how important being a dad is. It's, it, it was just gave me, it gave me my purpose.
1: Uh, yeah. I think about that a lot as well. And one of the, the, the difference between me and my dad is my dad worked to provide and that meant I never saw him. I didn't have much of a relationship with him until I was in my twenties. Until mm. actually until after my mum died, that's when I began a relationship with my dad. Wow. But up until then, everything was about him providing and not him being present. And so one of the things that I really want to do is like provide, mm. but also be present. And you know, I, I sometimes find that hard because like, you know, being creatives, I'm like, I'm off in my own world. Most of the time, like Mm. I'm, you know, I'm reading something or I'm writing something or I'm thinking like, I'm just walking around thinking about, Oh, how am I going to do this scene? And it's going to move on to this thing and, and all the rest of it. And like the, uh, Zadie, the writer Zadie Smith, she wrote this book of essays that came out during lockdown. And one of the essays called something to do, she writes about the absolute horror that she has in lockdown that her husband and kids are going to see how she actually spends her days. And I I read that and I was like, shit, because like when everyone's in the house and I'm like, I really want to watch this YouTube video and it's research. And they walk yeah. in and they'd just be like, that's just watching TV. That's, he says this doesn't work, but he's just watching TV. Like, that's not work. Or if I'm, like, reading an article or something, or I'm reading something for research, and they'll be like, he's just sitting there. Reading. Why isn't he playing with it? Why isn't he doing all the, like, that's homeschooling deep. and all the rest of it? And that is my biggest fear, is, like, being discovered, that what I do is actually kind of silly, you know?
2: That's so deep, because it's so true. You know, like so we have like like right now what I'm doing is technically part of my job because we're having a chit chat here, but it's still we're both kind of working. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This doesn't look them and to the kids and even like it's funny because we have a nanny right looks after the kids when we're working because i wouldn't be able to do this with the kids around my wife's doing similar thing what are we in essence doing we're fucking talking to computers and making content and making videos and this is a job you know and it's very weird because then when we then go
1: to our kids go get off the ipad why you're on it all day (laughs) you're making the stuff that you know is. i'm watching (laughs) except except we're watching elmo because he's actually famous
2: (laughs) oh i tell you something it's so funny i looked at the other day i was watching this song ava was on the ipad and she was singing this song something about me 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 or something Bravo! i looked at the video And it's like a seven-year-old girl singing this song And 180 million views And I went, what the fuck am I doing? Like this this is where (laughs) it's at The kids world, mate The most streamed song on planet Earth is Baby Shark The most watched video on planet Earth is Baby Shark
1: That is crazy
2: Kids, it's so interesting Because I'm going off topic here But again, you know, still about kids And I was thinking to myself You tell me when you become a parent, you know what it's like. Yeah. Saying no to your children is something we start from the moment they're born. No, don't touch that. No, 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 don't touch. No, don't do eat, don't eat that. We always say no, 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 no. But then when it comes to certain things, you don't want to say no. You're in Disneyland. Daddy, please can I get a Mickey Mouse t-shirt? What? For $80? Yeah, sure. Go on. Yeah, fucking why not? Go on, have it for $80, right? But no parent? <laughs> nope. It only costs me $200 to get in here for what, each person. It's fine. Have another jacket. And because why do they do that? Because they know parents can't say no once they're in there.
1: At the very it's, least, I really hope you've got like silver foil and some te- some parota or something
2: to, yeah. to hand out for <laughs> yeah. lunch and stuff. <laughs> But, but you understand what I'm saying right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the same. It doesn't matter what you do for a living. You could be a pop star. You could be a teacher. You could be anything. You could be anyone. When you're in that park, you are a parent. That is it. You are a parent and you are trying to and your sole job is I want to give my kids the time of their life right now. Today is for them. This is the biggest and best most wonderful thing that could ever happen to them whatever it costs who gives a shit about money you don't want to say no at that point and that's what i was thinking i was laughing to myself going they're having a laugh in here. they can charge whatever the fuck they want and parents can't do shit about it yeah you know in the kids world bro yeah it's the kids world is where it's all at. it's so funny
1: yeah i'd I'd like to buy four hot dogs please are they all for you no two for my kids oh those two are $700 and the other two, they're like $5.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Is it organic? No, it's just fucking normal shit hot dogs. What are you talking about? (laughs) And you know, it, that's it. It's, it's, you don't want to break your kid's heart. And, And that's how I look at it. Like in my, I'm quite strict when it comes to certain things. For example, di- uh, uh, politeness and, and and upbringing for me is, I never wanted to have those rude kids who, are, who felt too entitled that I, you know, I live this lifestyle and I do this and I have this and I have this and what do you call, what car does your dad drive? And what you know yuck, that to me is disgusting. So it doesn't matter what you do, where you are, whether your dad's a pop star or not, I want my kids to be respectful, to be polite, to be humble, modest. Um, but at the same time, I do spoil them. I want them to have the time of their lives. I don't, you know, and it doesn't mean with expensive gifts or anything. It just means with experiences, yeah, you know, yeah. and you can't put a price on those. You can't, it, 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 that happiness that it gives the kid is everything.
1: Yeah. I love that because also at the same time, like, I didn't have any of that stuff growing up, growing up. Like mm. th- when I was like, up until the age of 11, I was just at my dad's warehouse every weekend. And then at the age of 11, I was old enough to look after everyone while they were at the warehouse. And so like, we didn't have like family trips away and all the rest of it. Like the idea of all sitting down and having a meal together at the same mm. time without the TV on, that's like white people shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> when I was growing up and now like, now like that's one of my favorite parts of the day is just all of us mm. sitting down to have a meal. And even if like, you're like oh how was school today and and it's always always like i don't remember and you're like yeah yeah it's actually like three hours ago and you've forgotten yeah i don't i don't (laughs) remember um but like that's that for me is like the the best part of my day and it it, hold on hold on sorry yeah just just come in um i'm talking about their days um but the, the 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 other that that was funny that you were saying about like the thing that the things that you're you're really strict strict about your kids with is the stuff mm-hmm. like politeness like when you when you were growing up like with your parents were, were what was your relationship with them were they were they like really strict about stuff or you know did they kind of just let you and your your brother kind of do what you wanted to No, be?
2: my parents were you know to this day and my my dad and my mom are honestly I know people a lot of people always say this they're they're role models but but. My dad to me, in terms of, if you meet my dad, he is the most kind, polite gentleman you will ever meet. He's so well-mannered. I have never heard a bad word come out of his mouth. He never bitches about anybody, never complain, never talks shit about people. He just has a very, very composed, brilliant outlook at how to live life um, and uh, the way to be with people and the way to respond. So that's why I've always said I I can't stand rude people because I've never seen my mom and dad be rude because there's always an alternative way of handling a situation. And, um, And my mom and dad taught me that, which is why I would like to think very few people would be able to call me a rude person. Because even when I have people who are rude to me in an interview and say dumb, stupid stuff, I'm smart smart enough and witty enough to be able to flip that round in a way without me being rude back you understand what i'm saying and that came from the way that i was raised with my mom and dad as well and um you know mom and dad would always say to me you know no matter where you are uh, where you're going always first go if you're going to somebody's house say hello uncle hello auntie always be polite don't fucking start running around the house and just that Manners was really important for me. And my parents taught me, you know, um, so I learned that um, from my parents. But I think the biggest thing that I learned from my parents was they supported me and my brother in our in our choices in life in a way that is very non cliche for indian parents because the cliche is strict parents must study medicine law engineering the bullshit usual must have arranged marriage so cliche and rough we don't live like that anymore some people do but we're just a different age now which is yeah. partly again what we me and you are talking about on our other thing because we i want to change that narrative Because that is what is in other people's head They think that's When they think Indian parents That's the first thing they think about So my parents flipped that script My dad said to me He said, listen I had this long-term girlfriend I was into her Sort of from the age of about 17 onwards I was with this girl for a while And I was honest about it with my parents I wasn't hiding it And my dad said to me He goes, listen, son There's two things That I want you to remember Two choices that you have to make for yourself And he said, that is your career and your partner in life. Because you will live with those two forever, those two choices. And if you haven't made those choices by yourself, you're going to regret it. You can't let such important choices be made by anybody else. And I really respected that so much. And it's so right.
1: But yeah, that's really interesting. A really interesting parallel for you and me, for our life stories, is we both ended up, we were both at the same uni at roughly the same time doing Mm. the wrong degree i did a law (laughs) degree and you did your medical degree and Mm. i i finished my law degree because i was like that's all they asked me to do all they asked me to do was finish the law Mm. degree so if i finish it i can then do what i want because i will have always done what they asked whereas with you like your parents were really supportive when you were like i'm gonna drop out and i'm gonna try this thing and Mm. and obviously like Things happen for you quite quickly.
2: Yeah, they did. They actually did. I mean, you know, I think one of the things that mom and dad knew for me was um, I I apply myself. Clearly, if I was smart enough to get into med school, it's because I apply myself to what I do. So I knew that they knew that I wasn't just doing this on the whim. If I was going to do it, I was going to apply myself hard and I was going to study it like it was a degree. I was going to study music, I was going to study media and how everyone acts and talks and blah, blah, blah and music and really get into it like a student. And that's what I did. You know, Um, you know that it really I I couldn't do any of this if it wasn't for, for, for the way that my parents were and are. And what's really beautiful is even to this day, they're very humble and modest about everything. You know, like my mom is a crack up. She mom is the funny one. Right. She's the one like I get a good good sense of humor with and i have a laugh with and she says stuff which i will then go and tell people in interviews she's like oh bloody hell why do you i'm never gonna fucking tell you anything again you always <laughs> i just i just heard it on bloody bbc asian network they're talking about me saying blah <laughs> It's just so funny. And we have a really, she goes, don't you know my bloody clients listen to that? Then they come over here and they're like, oh, I heard what you said. It's just so funny. It's really cute. So we have a great relationship like that. And I think, you know, that's what I want with my kids, you know? Um, I want to be able to have that fun relationship but at the same time, that level of respect that, you know, you want, that's what we want. In it. we always want to be, we want to have, be able to be jokey and mate, matey with our kids, but we want them to respect us. And that's a really, really hard thing to achieve. But that's what I would like.
1: Yeah, man. Like it's such a, it's such a crazy balance to strike because like sometimes you're like, I just want to joke and joke and joke, but now it's time to clean your room. And they're like, exactly. But we were joking like 30 seconds ago. I was like, yeah. And that is, that is, you just have to get used to my whims. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So just, just to finish up, um, what, what, what was your biggest parenting fail that isn't subject to prosecution or is going (laughs) to be super judgmental about you on the internet? we don't want we don't want to go on like reddit forums go jay sean threw his kid where (laughs) like
2: yeah 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 (laughs) um i think really you know i think when it comes to 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 being a good parent there is no there's plenty of books you can read but books aren't your circumstance every circumstance is unique every household is unique every you know has their own dynamic. Honestly, mate, I think I'm doing a pretty good job at the moment. I, I'm, I'm really, I, I can say that if there's one thing I'm really proud of, and one thing that I can say i have pretty fucking awesome at, it's being a dad. And um, I just love being a dad. I think, you know, for me, I'm always checking myself to make sure I don't do those things that where I look back and go, fuck me, I shouldn't have done that, I shouldn't have said that. You know, uh, with the kids Are they little things like, you know The devices, the, the usual cliches I've got a different take on it there's some parents who talk about, oh, devices are terrible for the kids. I go, well, you know what? Guess what? That's like putting a Biro in our hand when people were still writing with feathers and going, Why have you given him that? Th- this is their world. They're getting smarter at, yeah. at at navigating this world. That's all they're gonna be using. So I don't, I'm very careful about we well, have rules about when you're allowed to be on your device. So for example, my daughter. She doesn't watch shit and crap on on YouTube. She, you know what she watches? She watches life hacks. It's her favorite thing to watch. She'll watch hacks for kids, like how to make when you're cold, how to make a blah 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 out of your scarf, or how when you're, you know, when you're at school and you've pencil breaks, how to make she just learns all
1: this stuff and it's it's making her smarter. Um, so, so when the zombie apocalypse comes, she's the one who's going to save yeah. the whole family. She's going to be like, guys, I got this. <laughs> yeah. I know how to make a steak out of four forks <laughs> and a scarf.
0: Yeah,
2: exactly. Um, other, other than that, mate, I'm not trying to say I'm a perfect dad. I'm trying to think of of, of, of a bit. But just, Can, why just, don't you give me an example? Can just you to give, give me an you an example,
1: example I, I had my six week old baby in my arms. I was at the top of the stairs arguing with someone on the Internet on Twitter, her on my arm, tweet, and I slipped you know, you know, library books that have that like plastic cover on them, like that extra plastic. There was one just on the floor at the top of the stairs. Slipped over it. She fell out of my hands. I dropped my phone. I probably grabbed for my phone first. And then I, I, I dropped out. That just fell down the stairs. But I managed to catch her just before her head smacked onto oh, the stairs. Oh my but God. But that made me realize I don't have to argue with everyone on the internet, <laughs> especially when yeah, I got yeah. a baby man. my hand. <laughs> fucking hell. It was like, exactly. my, and my, you know, my wife ran up. She was like, what the hell was that? And I was like, I can't tell her what just happened because that was yeah. awful. That was really fucking bad. you know? <laughs> You
2: know, honestly, and 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 here's one thing that I think is really important. Never, don't judge other parents. Yeah. Like, how dare you judge other parents? I I can't understand. Who the hell do you think you are? I'm talking about just the, the third person here. Oh, I thought you were right.
1: having a go at me. How dare yeah, yeah. you judge me yeah, yeah. for saying yeah. that I'm the perfect no, dad? No, 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 no,
2: you, no. <laughs> no, 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 I'm no, talking, I'm talking about just how how, who does one think they are to be able to, to to judge another person's circumstance. If if I see a parent having a fucking meltdown at at the shopping center and she's got, you know, three kids and one of them screaming and one of them sitting in their own shit and the other one's fucking got, you know, Coke all over her face or even drinking Coke to begin with, right? Coca-Cola. I'm talking about obviously and who it's very easy to go god what a mess what a terrible mom god she's letting her kid drink coke oh she's letting a blow we don't know what the fuck just happened yeah. that woman might have just found out that her husband died five minutes before she got into the shopping we don't know or it might be
1: treat day like i was, I was exactly at, just, i was at lunch with my yeah that's editor. probably more yeah then i was at lunch died. with my editor and her family once and it was me and me and my both my kids and one of them she was in a, she was in a push chair and like in order for her to do her daytime nap, I just had to leave her. I just had to leave right. her because if I distracted her or got involved, she wouldn't go to sleep. And there was this guy lining up at, in the cafe that we were in who just kept like making faces at her and he came over to her and he said, I it's disgusting that you're not giving her attention. You're just leaving her there. I'm like, what um, the fuck? What, who the hell are you? Like, right. I know what I'm doing. I know how right. to, you what, you breeze into my life in, in five minutes and randomly in the middle of this, in this bar and you think you're going to save my child. Like, fuck you, fuck yeah, off, man.
2: Exactly, exactly. That shit. That, that's what I'm saying. And, and there was another classic example of when um, we went out on a, it was like a family, couples and kids uh, holiday to the Bahamas or something. And there was a few couples and um one of them had a, a baby was must have been about 4 months okay and the other kids the other kids were asleep in their strollers or whatever And we were in this, like, you know how they have, like, the the bars or the piano bar and stuff like that. Whatever, there's kids there. Some of them had fallen asleep and then whatever. And then there's, matey, he's having his drink, but he's trying to put the the other baby to sleep and he's crying. And he's got, you know, he's got his little drink in his hand. He's trying to, he's just fucking trying to get through life, mate. He's trying to have a, he's trying to have a little me time. And this woman comes over. And again, same thing, just judge. How dare you? What a terrible parent. You're drinking while you're trying. Oh, oh, this disgusting. My goodness. I can't believe you've got alcohol in your hand while trying. And he just didn't say anything. He was so polite about it. He goes, I know, terrible. hey." And just to fucking downed it. And then the, the, the next day she came up and she apologized to him. And she said, you know what? I'm so sorry that I judged you. She's like, you know, we're all parents. We're all just trying to figure it out. We're all, you know, I I just, it just reminded me of a situation and I took it out on you. And I was like, you know what? They, that's it. We're all just trying to get through it, man. I don't really try to judge anyone unless they're really just fucking, I don't, I always think there's other alternatives to like beating your kids and shit. Like I don't do that. I told my daughter the other day, um, you know, my dad never slapped me ever. My dad, all he had to do it, that the, the, my, What my dad was so smart in was, because he never smacked me, the smack became this thing that was so, if he ever does it, I'm probably going to die because it would probably be that strong and dynamic because he's never done it before. So we would, if we ever pissed off dad enough to that point, all he had to do was look at us with his face and he would grind his jaw and just stop talking. And we'd be like, fuck me, dad's angry. I can't, oh my God, we must've done something really bad to get dad this angry. And that was it. That's all it took. That level of discipline. It's because he didn't over abuse it. And yeah. then you get, of course, get those moments where the mama slaps you so much that the slap becomes nothing. You're like, ha ha, mom, you miss me. Ha <laughs> ha, right? So it's one of those situations yeah. where I always think there's another way of doing it. I try to search for those options.
1: Also, I have- you know what if the ending to most stories was someone coming up the next day and saying, "I'm sorry I took my own shit out on you I feel like the world would be infinitely better place That was a really nice mm. end to that story amazing thank you so much <laughs> hey, brother thank you so Jay much Sean. man thank you so much to Jay Sean and thank you to you. That was episode one of the Brown baby podcast I'm really excited to launch this podcast series so coming up we have got um oh my God <laughs> the lineup is insane for this podcast. Okay, so we've got Nadia Hussein coming up. We've got Mira Sayal. I'm just looking through my notebook. That is the authentic sound of my notebook. Amy the great, Josie Long, Patterson Joseph, Kelechi Okafor, Max Porter, Kit de Wilde, Kunzru, Kanzu, Newland, Mira Jacob, Himesh Patel, Pragya Agrawal, Derek A Bardowell, Um, did I say Mira Jacob? Mira Jacob, excellent writer. <clears throat> it's going to be great. Uh these will be coming out weekly um for the next four months or so and then they'll we'll take a short break and then we'll come back for season two hopefully if uh if you guys are feeling the podcast thank you so much to all of you um i'm just going to ask a favor before we go if you've enjoyed this free content um i've got this book coming out called brown baby a memoir of race family and home i put everything into it Seriously, like. I bled on the page on that book, and I'm really nervous about it coming out, but I'm also really excited to share it with you. Um, And the thing is, pre-orders help. Uh, That's the thing that they don't tell you about ordering stuff um, by authors. Pre-orders help to first-week sales. First-week sales help towards visibility in bookshops and whether it gets reviewed and all that kind of stuff. So please pre-order it. There are so many options. You could go to Waterstones or Foils or to your local independent bookshop. My one is StorySmith Books uh, in Bristol. If you look StorySmith Books up, they are selling copies of Brown Baby, which I will sign. Uh, Waterstones is also signing special editions. There are links. I will put links in the show descriptions. And um, and also, you can buy it from bookshop.org. Uh, you can order it in-, in shops directly if you're able to at this time. Um... So please, please, please pre-order Brown Baby. I would love for you to do that. Also, I would love for you to check out more of Jay Sean's stuff. So, yeah, I'm sure you're familiar with his recorded work, but he also has a podcast called Basement Banter, uh, which you can uh, get on wherever you get your podcasts. And please like this podcast and subscribe and leave us a review and all that kind of stuff and tell all your friends on the social medias and... uh, Yeah, just please. This is episode one, so I'm doing the hard sell. I will ease back on the hard sell as we get through this season. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for giving me the time and being generous with your ears and all the rest of it. Uh, Pre-order the book. Before we go out, thank you to my daughter for the theme tune. And thank you to Bluebird, my publisher, for supporting the book and the podcast. Thank you to ACAST, to Clarissa and John at ACAST for supporting this. And... To Jay Sean for just being a great guy and for a lovely chat about being a dad. I mean, I had a great time. Okay, that's it from me. See you next week. Goodbye.
0: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweaters starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus,